The Health Mastery Cafe is recorded live and produced by DMMD Studios in Atlanta. But I actually got it the weekend after Halloween. And on Halloween, a couple of us friends gathered together outside and I ended up getting it. Next on the Health Mastery Cafe. You think this stuff is way overblown, this coronavirus stuff. You're saying to yourself, what's the big deal? Um, You think that you'll be fine if you happen to get coronavirus. Some people still think that they'd rather get the virus than to get a vaccine. Well, think again. In this series, I speak to everyday people who have had it and the people who are on the front line fight against it. Each story is different. Each story is instructive, though. And it's designed to not just inform you, but to compel you why you don't want COVID-19. I talked to one of my 63-year-old patients who is doing fine, but she tells me the story of her youngest brother, who's 50 years old, who developed COVID-19. And his course was quite dramatic and eventful. He was initially hospitalized for respiratory problems, including a little bit of what we call heart failure because fluid built up. He required oxygen for one day and he was uh, discharged in three days. But that wasn't it. In the ensuing three weeks, this 50-year-old, otherwise healthy man, completely lost his cognitive ability, his ability to focus, his memory, his concentration. He couldn't remember simple activities like brushing his teeth or paying his bills or even taking a shower. She and his wife and his children had to band together to get, you know, to help him with these essential things. He was literally unaware and could not remember who he paid for his utility bills. He could not remember to eat or drink on a regular basis. He certainly could not remember to take some of his medications. This went on for several weeks before he had any improvement whatsoever. Today, about four weeks later, he has some of those faculties back. Now remember, this is a 50-year-old, otherwise healthy man. The main and I think most important point is that COVID-19 is a very unique and precarious condition that leads to significant long-term illness and debility. His life, this 50-year-old's life, was dramatically changed in a very short period of time. He was thought to have gotten COVID-19 from somebody at his job. He was a high school teacher. My takeaway point is this. If you're unprotected, you're exposed. If you are exposed, you can become infected. If you become infected, you can become ill. If you become ill, you can have long-term debility and ongoing damage to some pretty important and critical organ systems. She made a final point before we finished our conversation about this, and um, it was that he, this man, had resources. He had support to get him through that, and, and they're still supporting him through it. She asked the question, what happens to the people who do not have anyone to help them? They don't have any resources to get help. What happens in the wake of COVID-19? This is all about why you don't want COVID-19 in things that maybe you haven't thought about. Real experiences from real people. Our first interview is with Amber, who was a young, healthy, busy real estate agent in Atlanta. And I want you to really listen to the entire interview because her experience is common, but her message, I think, is loud and clear. Why you don't want COVID-19 from people who had it and the people who fight it. So everybody, my very first guest is Amber Bates. 
and she's going to tell us a little bit about herself. Amber, welcome to the show. Hello, Dave. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, my name is Amber Bates. Um, I was born in Seattle, but I've lived in Atlanta for a little bit over 10 years now. Um, I am a real estate agent here. Um, and then I also love to kickbox. I love getting outdoors. I love a good glass of wine. And I love my dog. <laughs> I don't know what else so tell us about your dogs. You have you have more than one dog? I just have one dog. His name is Caesar. He's a mutt. He's a, a lab chow. He's an awesome dog and I'm, I'm spoiled. I don't know if I could ever have another dog after him because he's I just- I know, <laughs> what a great combination. Lab and chow? Yes. Right? He's gorgeous. All That's fluffy, awesome. curly tail. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you have, you know, agreed to do this because there's so many people, Amber, that um, I think still look at this whole deal, this whole COVID-19, um, you know, deal as something that is, um, you know, not real. And if it is real, that, you know, if I get it, I'll be okay. You know, I'll be fine. Um, so I just love the idea that we're going to have a conversation about, you know, you know, COVID for you. Um, and what your experience was like. Thank you for sharing it, first of all, because that takes some courage to do. Um, you know what I want to start with is, is just going to take us back to the first time when you were like, wait a minute, I think this is COVID. Like, tell us, take us, take us there. Well, yeah, I'm excited to share this experience. So first I'll say, I didn't think that I had it. I, I got sick a month before I had COVID. And I was for sure, I was like, oh my goodness, I must have it. I got tested, I didn't have it. A month later goes by, I, I got actually in October. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. One day I woke up and I had a crazy migraine. I never get headaches. And it was just really odd for me. And it just, it never went away. It was a solid headache for maybe 12 hours. Uh, that evening, I, I went to bed, I woke up the next day, the migraine was gone. But as soon as I opened my eyes, I kind of just had this, this feeling, you know, when you like, feel a little sick, like something's coming on. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was, but I woke up and I was like, Oh, my gosh, is this it? Is this really it? So I was going throughout my day. And I was like, I feel fine. I was telling myself, you're fine. You're fine. You're not sick. Uh, it's probably not COVID. It's not that bad. But as the day went on, I started feeling more and more sick. Yeah. And then by the end of the day, I started feeling body aches. And then I had a fever and I was like, oh goodness, I, I, I probably definitely have it. So I scheduled um, a rapid test the following day. Okay. Well, and before you get into the rapid test though, because sick, that word means a lot of things to a lot of people. So what, what did you feel like you're like, did you, was it GI sick? Was it your digestive tract sick or when you say sick? I felt body aches. Body I aches. felt, yes, body aches, severe body aches um, and fatigue. Yeah. Um, and, oh, I forgot this one thing. My throat was hurting that too. So I was like, maybe I have strep throat. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, going on. I couldn't really say because of these weird symptoms, the headache, the body aches. Uh, I wasn't coughing though. I felt like I could breathe fine. Uh, it just started to get worse and worse throughout the day. I started yeah. okay. And then just by the evening, I just was feeling wrecked. I, I, I just felt I had chills as well. Forgot that main point. Yeah, I had chills. I felt wrecked. 
um, and just really achy. And the kind of aches, I can't explain, I've never had these kind of body aches in my entire life. Right, and you work out all the time, so you know what like workout aches are like. This was way beyond that. Oh yeah, it was way beyond that. It was in my neck and my upper shoulders, like wow. down my spine, uh, in my lower back. And I was so tense, I, I felt so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so the, the symptoms did get worse, but so when that happened, I was like, okay, I need to go to get tested. Being in real estate, I have to make sure that I don't have right. it. I'm, I'm showing 30 houses a week at least. So, and houses that are occupied. 30 houses a week, Amber Bates? Yeah. Sometimes you are out there smashing it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Let's show a lot of houses. Um, but yeah, you never know. It gets dangerous. I don't want to be a super spreader and yeah. go in all these people's homes. So yes, I, I go, I get the following day, I get the rapid test and it comes back positive and I could not believe it. I yeah, like, take us there. It. I mean, so I'm you're like, in a, like, a, like an urgent care or something? Yes, they did it, it, you, yes it takes 20 minutes yes. to do it. So you go in, um, you're like, okay, go wait out in your car. We'll give you a phone call. You had so, to wait in the car, right? So you don't yeah, get you to like, sit inside. in the lobby or something like that. Not at all. You can't yeah. sit in the lobby even when you're waiting. You check in online. They give you a call. They say, hey, we're ready for you. Can you please walk in? You walk in. Everyone's like scared to be near you. The nurses, the doctors, they're like yeah. six feet from like you. Ten, ten foot pole. Yeah. Like, okay, put this in your nose. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're like asking you all these questions. Like, when did you feel sick? Who do you think you got it from? You know, all these things. And the test for me, I, I hate taking it because it's so painful. Yeah. Just Give, take the, us through that. Take it. This was your first time having a test, right? You'd never had a, a, a COVID test before. This actually had a COVID test the month before, but this one, that was a regular PCR test. Um, and that one I administered to myself. So oh, I was did. kind okay. of like, yeah, just treating myself like a baby, like just right. Just very light in there. Up, oh, done. Enough. Oh, and they're like, no, no, you need to put it in deeper. And I'm like, no. And my eyes were watering and yeah. So, but this time they had to do it for me. And so they're like, all right, you ready for this? So they ram it up your nose yes. so far, so yes. far. And, and my eyes start watering. And yeah, she takes the, the Q-tip, the long Q-tip out of my nose. And she's like, all right, we got to do the other one. And I was like, no, please give me a second. I was like, do it. Oh, wait, hold on. Right. So the other side. Like, uh, and then uh, I was apologizing uh, for being a baby. But yeah. it really did hurt, and or maybe I'm sensitive. I don't know, but she she put it way up there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I find out I get it. The first person I call is my boyfriend. Uh, yeah. We live together. Yeah. And so obviously he's been there with me the entire time, even when I was sick, sleeping right next to me. Sure. Still, and you're like mortified. Oh my god, I get I'm it to mortified. My yeah. I instantly think, oh my gosh, I just gave him a kiss last night. He gave me a kiss this morning before he went to work. And yeah. so I called him, like, you need to get tested because you probably have it. Yeah. Um, so he does end up getting tested. Um, so, so just to go, jump back into the symptoms, my symptoms just kept getting worse. Like I just almost felt like I could not drive the kind of fatigue that I was feeling. Sure. And, and this was just a 24 hour period, right? Between when you really started feeling it, you got yes. your test. Yes. 24 hours. This thing hits yes. you like a, a ton of bricks. Me, yeah, exactly. It was, it was very quick and out of nowhere. 
so I, I go home and the body aches get worse. And, uh, you know, at this point, I just couldn't believe, I, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Are I, we talking I, about, are we talking about pain? Or are pain. we talking about just like achy? No, like pain, pain. Like, like somebody's sharp pain? Like somebody's you know. stabbing me all over my back and no. my neck. Yes. Stabbing like, you? Like stabbing. Yes, it's stabbing me. It's still the worst. I've had body aches before. I've had the flu. Of course. Um, but there was nothing I could do to comfort myself. I was what did you? What down. did you try? What things did you try? Um, I tried a warm bath. I used a heating pad. Um, I tried to lay by this heater that I have. Um, I didn't take any ibuprofen because they told me I couldn't. So I was just kind of, you know, trying to get through it and just hope that time passed. But there's nothing I could do. I was just laying on the couch, laying on my bed. And I, I hope, was trying to sleep it off. Yeah. And I couldn't even sleep. That's how, how much in pain I was. And it was to the point my hips were hurting. Oh, like, wow. So your pain. lower back, you're all over your back, Every, like somebody's stabbing and, and then your hips. The aches were so bad on my back. I was, I, I was becoming stiff over a course of a couple of days. That's how bad the body aches were. And I would wake up in the middle of the night um, with these pains in my hips, which is so weird. Yeah. Um, so for me, the body aches were the worst. I've just never been that much in pain. Yeah. So After this quick break, Amber talks more about how her symptoms seemed endless. And then the neurologic symptoms started. She'll talk more about this next. The, over the next few days, I just, you know, I was MIA from everybody. And of course. I was pretty much in a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> I just slept all day. I didn't really eat. Um, just tried to get through it. On the fourth day, my, my fever finally broke. And I woke up and the body aches weren't as bad. Okay. But I was so just like magic out of nowhere. Yeah, boom. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Let me ask you before you tell us about what happened that fourth day. Did you get any of the other stuff like the smell and the taste, the loss of smell, loss of taste, the GI stuff? Did you get any of that? I did not have any stomach issues and I did not have a cough. I did lose my taste, but on the sixth day. Oh, after the aches. Yes. Yeah. Did you have the headache during the ache, the, the back aches? No, I had the headache for one day. First, uh, yeah, first day was the headache. Second yes. day was the sore throat, the fevers, and then the body aches. And the body aches were a solid few days. Yes. Few, few days. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I've heard people say that um, they would not wish this on their worst enemy and they have some enemies. <laughs> so it's not like just a saying. Like this, you know, the kind of pain that you endure um, it's, it, it's one thing to go through pain like that for an hour or two hours or three hours, but 24, 48, not like four days of, of that kind of pain. Um, it, it can start to kind of get to you sort of mentally too. So a lot of my patients who've had it talk about a psycho-emotional sort of change that they've had. Um, did you, did you feel any of that during the course of trying to get through this? I, I did feel foggy. Like I, I couldn't think clearly Yeah. Um, that I wasn't really all the way there. Like I, I had a very cloudy mind. Um, but 
I didn't feel anything really emotionally aside from just the pain and wanting it to stop. Yeah. Um, like you said, I would not wish it on anybody. I, I was, you know, thinking about some of the days it was like, I was concerned, like, should I go to the hospital? I don't know what to do about these pains. Like, what do I do? Um, that part sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. did. Dealt with the pain and tried to push through. Um, and I, and on that, la the last day before, um, the body aches kind of subsided a little bit, I was crying, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, my boyfriend was like, there's nothing I can do for you. Like, I'm like, please like help me. I don't know what's wrong. So, yeah. um, it, it feels, it feels hopeless, doesn't it? It feels yeah. like, you know, like I, I, there's nothing I can do to make it stop. And it doesn't seem like it's going to stop. Right. So yes, on the fourth day, uh, I started to feel a little bit better. Um, I felt like, okay, I can go outside on a walk with my mask on, like with no one around me, but it, I, I, I felt like I had to get out of my house. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I know they say you have to stay in, but I, I just could not <laughs> stay in the house. I had to get moving or like go on a walk or just, you know, smell the fresh air. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, the following day, I felt even better. Like I suddenly felt really good. I was like, wow, I think I, I might've like kicked this thing. I think I, I survived. And then I started eating things and I was like, this tastes so weird. Like I usually put sriracha or like hot sauce and things. So yeah, I was like eating eggs and I was putting sriracha on it. And you're like cranking back all the like, wait a minute, more. And crank, I, like, crank, crank. I can't taste it. I was like, is this expired? And I'm like, <laughs> And I'm eating a ton of it. And then I realized I start eating other things. I couldn't taste anything. And then I started smelling candles in my house and smelling things. I couldn't smell anything. And I realized that I had lost my sense of smell and taste. And it was so bizarre to me. It was yeah. so weird to not be able to taste things. And I'm a foodie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that part was terrible for me as well. Cause I like, you know, it wasn't even fun to eat. That was almost as bad as the, the body aches. Damn it, yes. I can't taste my food. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I started to get scared because, of course, I started Googling things. Yeah. And some people were, some of the things I was reading was saying, like, people didn't get their sense of taste or smell back for months. Some people said they never got it back. And then I was just, like, starting to get worried. I'm like, oh, God, please, please, not me. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. I've like, got to have my sense of taste. End. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, at that point, I just started, I took advantage of the fact that I couldn't taste anything and I just tried to eat healthy. Um, I didn't even season food and this is really gross to say. I, uh, ate just plain rice and tuna. Just yeah. that only. And I couldn't taste it. I was just eating it. It's cause you knew it was some nutrients in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah, that part was, uh, really odd for me. And that took a while to, to fully taste everything. And even after that, things tasted differently. Meat tasted different. Um, things were really salt. Just a little bit of salt tasted like a lot of salt to me. Um, oh. I was really sensitive to sweets as well. Um, so it changed my taste buds a little bit. How is that still happening now? Or are you pretty much back to... I feel normal, like I'm, I'm pretty much back to normal. Yeah. So maybe a little bit hypersensitive. I can't say it's 100%, but maybe, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so how long would you say that? So the taste smell thing was the thing that lasted the longest? Yes. 
that lasted the longest. Okay. And so how long would you say before all the aches were gone, you could feel like you could go back to the gym or walk the dog or, you know, have some normalcy in your life? So, well, relatively speaking, nobody's yeah. got normalcy, right? So, so I, I when I did go back to the gym, maybe three weeks later. After that's I was, really good. I guess, yes, I, I jumped right back into. It. I couldn't not get into the gym. I felt odd. It's not, it's not like myself not to be there. Yeah. So that is um, really good because I, you know, I mean, just across the gamut, you know, I get to talk to people who've had, you know, all kinds of symptoms, and three weeks and having the energy, not just sort of the desire, but the energy to go do it means that you uh, you really did a good job of, of helping your immune system. What other things do you think you did that was helpful in your recovery? So, you know, tuna and, and rice, I mean, you fed yourself. Many people didn't eat at all, so they lost some weight. Uh, yeah, I did lose a little bit of weight, but uh, I took a lot of vitamins. Uh, I took turmeric. Uh, I also have the, I bought these shots that you can get at Publix and it's zinc and vitamin D. Ah. And I probably had 20 of those. I took them every morning. Uh, I had vitamin C shots. I drank celery juice. So just a, a lot of natural things like that. Um, and that probably helped a lot. Honestly. Yeah, I bet it did. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, I just posted a video around what I would do. And, and that's because everybody's asking me, okay, what do you do? And I'm getting all these DMs, right? And I'm like, bruh, I cannot tell you what you should do because it's like, you know, that's a legal disaster, especially mm -hmm. if I'm not your, your doctor. So I said, I'm getting it so much, I'm just gonna tell people what I would do. And, and, and I put that out there, but vitamin D and zinc were a part of that with some caveats, right? To make people sure and aware of the fact that you can overdo both of them. Um, so your boyfriend got tested negative yes that was the oddest part isn't that odd yes he never got it and oh so i guess we didn't talk about that it was also really odd that i'm sorry i'm kind of remembering a little bit more as we're talking about it i haven't been able to talk about my experience so yeah. uh sorry if i keep jumping back i just no. Like, this is good these memories are coming back <laughs> yes C catharsis you know let's yes. let it all out <laughs> so uh one of the things that sucked was that like I couldn't be with anybody or hang out and we had to quarantine from each other in the house and yeah. uh, we both had to wear masks in the house and uh, luckily I have a, a, a spare bedroom so we slept in separate beds and we for the most part were socially distanced in the house that is and that sucks that is bizarre it, yeah it is bizarre because and you know when you're feeling sick you want to feel comforted Yes. And there's nothing like just having someone, you know, hold you when you feel that sick and then just, yeah. kind of, you know, be by yourself. I had my dog, thankfully. Yes. I was going to ask, where was the dog? Uh, he was with me. And this is yes. another thing we don't, at the time, I didn't know if dogs could get COVID. So I was concerned about that as well. Like I was, yeah. you know, having some paranoia with that about hugging him and that would mm. I would have felt really terrible about that, and oh, then also right. hugging him, and then having my boyfriend touch him as well. I was, you know, worried about transmitting that. it from. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, being quarantined from your favorite person <laughs> in your house, it, it's it's odd. And so we we did have a lot of fun with it. We made a lot of jokes. You know, we would be across the room from each other and like reach out to each other, like right. Oh. 
Good night. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh man. Wow. So it is strange, isn't it? How you could be that close to somebody, and you obviously have it diagnosed, have all the symptoms, no question, and that other person, none. Right? Obviously, he's he was tested. He probably was tested more than once, and never. Huh? Yeah, he was he was tested more than once. Yeah. And yeah, he tested never, more than once. He never got it. And it was literally the night before I got tested, we were sleeping face to face. Like I was breathing on him. This is probably not the smart like, you know, looking back, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that. But yes, I was breathing on him like the sure. night before I got tested. And I could not believe that he didn't get he it. Didn't get it. Yeah. I mean, some people some people I think it affects everyone differently and he's one of the lucky people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, it just, it just didn't attach. I mean, you know, it's not like it wasn't in the air because it was right. Um, it, it just didn't attach if it attached, cause it sounds like he got, you know, maybe rapids and PCR. So he, you know, he had the whole, it's not like he got fooled by a negative result. It just didn't happen. So this is the bizarre part about this thing. So I'm so glad you're, you're touching on this. Amber tells us where she contracted COVID-19 after a quick break. Find The Good Dr. Dave on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube at The Good Dr. Dave. Where do you think you got it? Oh, okay, should I share this? No, I'm just kidding. Well, you don't have to use names. You're like, hey, you know, Edward over here, I'm sitting next to him in the cubicle. No, (laughs) he just looks like COVID, that's what, no. (laughs) actually we had some friends like that we're like hey if you we get it it's going to be from you because right doing your due diligence and you're not quarantining enough for us (laughs) we had some friends we didn't trust yeah um but for the most part you know we would we did we if we ever were with friends it was a very small group of friends and um it was the same people we always see yeah um but I honestly, I'm not sure where I got it. I could have got it from the grocery store. I could have gotten it from- But you wear a mask at the grocery store. Yeah, but maybe I touched something and then I touched something in my car. Um, I could have gotten it from the gym. I could have gotten it from kickboxing, um, from maybe showing a house. I I don't know if it was that I, I actually, breathed in somebody's air and got it yeah. so it was never that close with anybody right, right. Yeah. Uh, but i actually got it the weekend after halloween and on halloween a couple of us friends gathered together outside and i ended up getting it shortly after that seven days so i know it had to be that around weekend. that time that was exposed i was yeah so here's the interesting piece there there are, and I'm going to do a short video. You know, I'm, I, I'm full of these little short videos. I love uh, it. Look, I got a whole wall of, you can't see it. I got a whole wall of short video <laughs> ideas. But what one of, the, one of the video ideas is the things we got wrong in medical science about COVID, right? There are at least five, and I might do a top five. There are at least five that we, that we you know, were saying at the beginning that we started walking that stuff back once we saw COVID-19 does not play by the, the viral rule book. It doesn't care what you think you learned in medical school, right? 
Yeah. So this idea that if you gather, but you're outdoors, you're good. Wrong. And the reason why we know that on a, on a large scale is because of the, the Rose Garden. Now, I'm not trying to make it political, but the bottom line is that was our one example that everybody could see, feel and touch, you know, kind of on the, you know, on the television where a bunch of people were outdoor. You can't be more outdoors than the Rose Garden. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. And all of those multiple people got COVID-19. So you can get it outdoors. And I think you might be right. You know, everything was fine. It really takes somewhere between 48 hours and probably a week for you to really kind of get the symptoms. Most people have some symptom by that week. Then people start getting really bad after that, right? So, you know, after that sort of seventh day. Um, and that is so interesting that that's where it happened. Yeah. Potentially. Yes. I, you know, what was interesting to me, uh, I definitely feel like I'm pretty safe, but I am around a lot of young people. And I was surprised that that was the time I got it. Because I have been around people and still somewhat living my life um, ever since this came about. So I guess six months, but I got into October. So I guess between on October, I'm sorry, April 2020 and October, I was just surprised, honestly, that it took that long for me to get it. Um, so it was just weird. I just didn't know particular weekend when we were outdoors. I, it was really odd. Um, you obviously told those people they got tested and all of those people at Halloween were negative. Yeah, no one had it, just me. So bizarre. Yeah, it's so odd. Wow. Well, so, you know, I, I really appreciate you really sharing as much as you have because it, it gives us a glimpse into this. I think when you explain the whole process, people can understand that, you know, this is obviously not a conspiracy or a hoax or, you know, all that stuff. But more than that, that somebody young, healthy, takes great care of herself, right? You know, um, well-read, doing some of the, you know, things that you're supposed to do to stay away from it can still get this and what it's like. So there are some people that you probably are flipping through on social media, you see on, on regular media, and they aren't quite convinced yet. What would you, what would you say to them? What kind of message do you have for them? Oh, goodness. And I have, <laughs> I have reached out to people, because uh, I've, I've seen it. I've seen people saying like, COVID hoax. Yes. Things like that. And um, I just have to say to those people, COVID is real. Uh, it's 100% real. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to um, understand why they think that. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, I've known a lot of people who have gotten COVID. I've gotten COVID. My mother's gotten COVID. My grandma has gotten COVID. Has everybody done okay? Your grandma and mom? Surprisingly, I was, so, we were very scared. Like, I mean, with everything they say in the media about it affecting people who are old, I was like, already in my mind, like, this is it. Like, my grandma's done. I'm yeah. not my grandma anymore. And my grandma has diabetes. Yeah. And my mom has asthma. And my mom is not, my mom's a little bit overweight. She has like, I mean, you would, you would say that they're at high risk. Yeah, sure. And um, 
they were fine. I wanted to say they were maybe probably better than me, which is the odd part. That is bizarre. Yeah, it was really bizarre. My grandma was like, fine. I mean, she went home. She was at home. She healed. Um, They didn't have the same kind of aches that I had. Yeah. So that part was really odd. It's odd. It scares you. There are a lo- there's a lot of fear around this, especially when when loved ones uh, come. This or it does go back to this point that COVID nineteen doesn't play by the the rule book. So I have an eighty eight year old patient, um, sweetest lady on the planet, and she has every condition you can think of. She's got COPD. She's got heart failure. She's got hypertension, diabetes, and and I got a call, Amber that she has COVID-19. And I'm like, listen, I love this lady and I don't wanna be negative. I don't wanna like put it out there, but this is not gonna be pretty at all. So some time goes by and it was time for a follow-up or one of her daughters who usually arranges her follow-ups, arrange a follow-up and I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is gonna be like. Listen, let me tell you something. She was in Miami, cause we're doing telemedicine most of the time these days. She's on her phone in a car in Miami. Hey, baby, how you doing? I'm like, thank you, God. <laughs> oh, oh, God. And I was like, I didn't want to say, I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead, you know, like, but. But really. Uh, I thought you were dead. Yeah. So why do I say that? I say that because if you think you know this thing, you don't. Yeah. If you think you're good, you may not be. How many healthy people are we hearing about flipping through RIP on on Facebook and Instagram? Young healthy people who get it. Um, what's the what's the uh, the the actor's name who? Um, what's his name? Cordero. It's not ringing a bell. Oh, what is his name? His wife posted all these great you know videos of him. He had his leg amputated. Nick Cordero. Nick Cordero. Nick Cordero is gone. You would have never guessed that he would be gone. It doesn't play by any rules. Um, so, you know, one of the things that's, that's really clear is from uh, patients that have had it and they come see me is there's a lot of gratitude. There's a lot of people that are just saying, you know, I used to take for granted my taste. Like you, a foodie, you probably don't think about how great your taste is every day. But, but just going through something like that fills you up with all kinds of gratitude. No more taking stuff for granted, right? I absolutely agree. And and taking, just being able to like breathe for granted. That's one of the things I didn't mention when I went back to the gym, I I definitely felt a difference in my lung capacity. Like I mentioned before, I do kickboxing and that requires a lot (laughs) of uh, energy, but also, you know, you need to be able to take deep breaths. And so when I first started going back, I could tell that like, that my lungs weren't the same as before. So it was like, it was like, uh, I was trying to take a deep breath and my lungs weren't filling up. It was like, they couldn't, like they were already full and I couldn't take a deep, like cleansing breath. Yeah, you couldn't get so, that diaphragm down and really, yeah. Yeah, and so I just pushed through those times. And I was just like, you know, I just got to push my push through it. Yeah. If I keep exercising and just get back into it, it'll be fine. Eventually it did, it did subside, but going back to being grateful, I'm just grateful that I can breathe. You know, I, I do think about those people who are still suffering <clears throat> with those effects. And um, 
I feel for them. I mean, and I think that might be a message, you know, to, you know, to the extent that you can um, go out and recondition yourself, because guess what? The more you sit, the harder it's going to be, right? We could take us completely healthy and lie us in a bed and, and, you know, you sit somebody in a bed for seven days and when they get up, you have to retrain them to walk. Our bodies aren't designed to, to sit like that. You know, we aren't tortoises, you know, just sort of sit around, you know, a tortoise lives for 80 something years and, and probably doesn't go five miles in its lifetime. I'm serious. They're designed to do that. We're not designed to do that. We've got to get going. So I really appreciate you sharing your story. It is really going to be helpful for a lot of people who can look at a face. Some people are going to really recognize you, obviously, from social media. They're going to look at a face and say, okay, this is real. This is real. Um, May I ask you a question? No, that's not allowed on this <laughs> on this podcast. Yes, uh, you may. I'm yes, just please. curious. Uh, I know, like you said, there's there's really no solid rule book, but in your opinion, how long do the antibodies last? That's a great question. Okay, and um, let me tell you that I'm actually starting a list of um, of patients who I have their antibody data from. The, the demographic of the patient who has the longest lasting antibodies is an elderly African-American woman. And hers have lasted about nine months. And we haven't, obviously we don't have that much more time. Mm -hmm. Everybody else that I've tested, clearly bona fide COVID-19, antibodies are gone somewhere between one month and three months. That's just in my little study that I've got underneath my desk that I pull out every time I get somebody. Um, and we're seeing a lot of post-COVID patients because the heart is being affected in, in many people, right? They're having high blood pressure, their heart rates are going nuts, they still can't breathe, um, and they're having chest pain. So we're seeing a lot of these people. It is highly variable, again, a testament to this idea that COVID doesn't care what you think you learned about viruses. Um, and the only way for you to know, second principle, is for you to go test. So the antibody test is not, um, you know, doesn't fall for some of the false negative stuff. I mean, you know, the, the antibody test is pretty good. It's, a, it's got a, a high test reliability. So if you really wanted to know if I still have antibodies, go to a lab, pay the 25 bucks, get your antibodies. Um, I still sell people just like you've had COVID-19 do not be out here thinking that you are good. Like I'm good. I had COVID-19, you know, it, it's, you know, because, because what I think is going to happen. And I've said this, it, I said this in May and, and people didn't like it is we're going to start seeing reinfections. Oh, we don't have, we can't. Yes, we can have reinfections. And I'm telling you, we're going to start seeing them now. Part of the reason why we don't really know if there's reinfections is because you've got to have two PCR tests and match them together in order to tell if it's a different bug, right? If you get a virus from somebody over here and somebody over here, although it's the same species, the bug itself and all the PCR, the, you know, the RNA is gonna be different. We haven't been testing that, so you don't know. I want you to be super careful as though you never you know, had it before and you certainly don't want to know what your physiology is going to do if it gets it again. Okay. Yeah. So just, I mean, Heisman trophy. The reason why I ask is because I kind of was acting like that. Like I'm good. I'm probably within that. No. Period. 
You yeah. do that? I, well, that's what I read. They're like, you can't get it. Or, and I asked the doctors, they're like, you're good for 90 days. They're like, don't worry about it. You can't get it. I'm like, you sure? They're like, yeah, you'll be fine. So I had a couple scares in the past week, couple weeks, and I had to go and get a couple rapid tests. Yes. I had a friend. She just got a house. She wanted to do a very small, there's maybe five or six of us girls. Yeah. All over there. Um, of course, we're drinking wine. We're, it's only a few of us, but we're indoors and um, we're sharing charcuterie boards. So three days goes by, my friend calls me. She's like, hey, I have some bad news. Remember Jackie? I'm like, yeah. She's like, remember Jackie, Jackie like she's not here anymore? <laughs> she's like, Jackie, Jackie has COVID and she just wanted to let us know. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was sitting right next to her for hours, like, you know, talking. Right. And then she's like, I don't feel good. And I, and my roommate doesn't feel good. And so I want you to know, like, you should go get tested. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh. And yes. we're just like so mad at ourselves. We're like, darn, like we kept it so small. And, you know, so I wait a couple days because I want it to have enough time. Yeah. So then I and I get a rapid test and I'm just like biting my fingernails. Yeah. Please not me. Please. I get the call and they're like, you're negative. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Oh what? man. Huge <laughs> load of bricks off you. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, I would, I would, my only advice would be, um, you know, just go get your antibodies checked and you can do that at um, third party labs, like a lab quest or a core uh, uh, or a lab core or a quest. Um, there are these other um, lab places. If you just sort of search, you know, labs near me, there's a little fee. Obviously, you have to pay for that if you don't have a doctor's order. But I would just, you know, figure out if you do. Um, I would be really heavily considering what your plan is when it's time for vaccination, right? Nice. Um, you know, do I have a plan? I mean, it, it kind of sounds catastrophic, but this thing is catastrophic. Like, do I have a plan? Like, it's a tornado. Yes. You should have first the idea worked out in your mind. Everybody has to do this. Am I going to take it? If I'm not going to take it, what's my plan? If I am going to take it, what's my plan to get it? What's my timeline? Literally work this out because I think everybody will in, 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 in the world, quite frankly, who's in, in proximity to each other is going to have to make that decision. Um, so I love the fact that you have um, you know, share this with us. It's going to be so helpful. All of that story is going to be extremely helpful because somebody's going to say, you know what? Yes, me too. That yes. And it's going to help them out a lot. So thank you so much, Amber, for being our very first guest. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Hope I can Thanks for listening. Next time we talk to Sandy, who is a very healthy entrepreneur who will tell you why you don't want COVID-19. She spent four long days in the ICU trying to breathe. Don't miss it. Find The Good Dr. Dave on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And subscribe on YouTube at The Good Dr. Dave.